July 1 morning part 2. Yes, Brenda. There's a sense of uh, really strong solar plexus. Bald, like really up. Okay. Um, I've been trying to breathe into it. Yes. Do you have any other suggestions? Do you know what it's about? Is there a sense of it turning into thoughts or concepts? No. I have. I can tell you what's been going on. I don't know if it has anything to do with that. Yeah. Um, you think this is something new then? It's been coming off and on for the whole retreat. Ah. Okay. Give me an outline of what's been happening then. Well... With this, just this. Okay. And I'm not sure. There doesn't seem to be any clear, yeah, uh, yeah. why or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but there's been this uh, sense of undermining the reliability of perception, and that. That feels up here. This feels. I don't know what it is. Okay. And I'm. Hmm. I was gonna say I'm not resisting it because it's just there. But then the thought came. Well, then why would you ask how to get rid of it? Yes. It's pretty, it's pretty thick, and it's there, at one point it felt the opposite, but very open and, um, because usually the sensation is nothing there. Yes. There's not a sensation of anything being there at all. Yes. And then once during the retreat it felt the opposite of how it's felt. Now, most of the time, it's a pretty intense, I would say, contraction. Yes. Right here. Mm, Total solar plexus, yeah. (coughs) So, maybe asking what to do about it is really what to do about it. Yeah. Well, you know, what's in the solar plexus is your sense of individuality, you know? I mean, that's that's where the, the will, the will, personal will, is kept. Okay. I knew that back from some. Sure. But I'm not. Yeah. Okay. And I wanted to check something with you. Yeah. Um, so there's never, perception is never like never a determiner of reality. They're not in the one ballpark at all? At all. Like, and you mean capital R reality? Or you mean subjective? Right. There's Perception can never determine reality. It can never apprehend is coming to mind. Perception, reality cannot be perceived. 
Correct. Okay. They don't know about each other. They can't know about each other. Right. Actually can't have knowledge about each other. And the whole dream, all the dream is, is perception. Correct. Okay. It's perceiving itself. Right. And that's what's called subjective reality. Look, I see the tree, so it's real. It perceives itself, justifying its own existence. Okay. Do you get that? The perception must be from within it. Yes, because how could it be without? Yeah. There's no... Yeah, that's right. It's impossible. It's impossible, yes. Okay. So, I wanted you to help me look at something. Because I see that there's something really sticky about um, not just the mother in role, but this sense of what ties the subject-object between the mother and the child, here is this really dense sense of responsibility. Okay. And I heard you say yesterday, <laughs> I don't know what you said, hmm. something about nobody's responsible to anyone. Okay. Something like that. But it makes it... it Pointed me back to this is between the children and I. This is what holds. I mean, like there's subject object here in this room. It's it's light. Yes. Because I don't know anybody here. Sure. There's no. There's been no. Nothing to attach. Yeah. But with them, I. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is your solar plexus story. Yes. Okay. There is a profound sense of responsibility that separates mm -hmm. from them. Mm. And what I wanted you to help me look at is the idea of responsibility itself. Because I'm placing it in this context because it's so dense for me. I can't pull back. Okay. I don't believe it. That's what, that's, that's yeah. what I see. I don't believe it. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming at it with all the arguments to the contrary, but I don't believe it. Yeah. I, what I believe is that it's there, and it's there for a reason, and you know there's a bunch of bullshit attached to it, like you just get erased and and you know, do the best you can to protect them, but it's very personal here. And the mind comes in, well how could it not be very much <laughs> So That's what the world tells you, yes. Right. And certainly that's what the mind says. Which is which has so believing all those thoughts, has, it, that's what's created the contraction. Yes. And so, will you help me look at that? Sure. Okay. Okay. Personal responsibility, when it's owned by the personal eye, is heavy, burdensome, 
feels completely and totally dense and thick. Responsibility, in its essence, is the ability to respond. Break up the word. Ability to respond. To whatever? Yes, to whatever is presented. You're the key person who responds to those children. Any more than that is just a, a, a conceptual concoction of kind of ownership and they reflect who I am and uh, I have to determine their future and all this garbage that comes from ownership, the ownership idea, the ownership of the role of being mom. The role of being mom has, a set, has an ability to respond within it, but personal responsibility is where the stickiness comes in. And the responsibility part is extracted from the role, and that's yours to carry. And there's hell to pay if you, if you lose it. It's all this cause and effect thing. Right. In any moment, there's an ability to respond. Yeah? Absolutely. That's as far as responsibility goes. Don't interpret it as a, as a heavy, burdensome thing. It's not a heavy, burdensome thing, but the eye will grab anything. The, hell, the only hell to pay is in here. Yes. The only hell ever paid is in here. Is in your head. Any of it. That's right. And even the hell that they pay is in here. Yes, it's in your head. Imagining how life is for them. Or how it should be. Of how course. It should be. Of course. And making it reflect on you, depending on how their life is. It's like, huh? I mean, their life is how their life is going to play. It's just the body, mind, destiny. What's it got to do with you? And every parent will, will claim responsibility for how their kid's life turns out. And it's like, wow, how would you make that link? Well, yes, it's the good mother. It's the good mother. I did a good job. Ah. I did. So you get brownie points at graduation day and, you know, they become an alcoholic and you kill yourself. You know? and take your hands off it. Ability to respond. Your role is to respond. The role of mom is to respond. That's all. Not to determine, not to control. Assume. There's a lot of assuming going on. Uh-huh. There's a lot of assuming of what they need uh-huh. before they ever present an actual need. Yeah, that's not responding at all. No. It's projection or something. Right. Well, it's just playing lies. Yes. There's no reality to it whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Michelle, did you have your hand up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two parents 
are occurring. Strong. And I've been trying to unpack for myself, but it's sticky. Um, the go back and be the successful businesswoman, or the power stuff that we talked about in Costa Rica, <clears throat> or go to the uh, hippie spiritual Michelle. Okay. Um, it was very interesting. I had observed my jealousy uh, with Angelique because I knew there was some connection, but I couldn't figure out what the connection was until she talked yesterday and that she was traveling with you. And that's something that I feel in a pull to be with you a lot. <clears throat> and uh, when I left Costa Rica, I think I talked to Wine and I said, Oh, I'm never coming back here. This is just like, you know, <clears throat> hot and. I was in Satsang Burn for 24-7, and blah, blah, blah. I'm never coming back. And, and that's where I felt at home since I've been back. So the, those two things are burning a value, and I know it's value, and I can show up most, but this one, there's some stickiness going on. And then during meditation this morning, two fears that my mother always had was um, being reliant on someone when she was older, so not having enough money, which ironically she died with a ton of money. And the second was always being uh, lamed or a stroke. She doesn't have two really strong fears. And it seems to me that that's latched on to me more than ever. Don't know if that's something that she's latched on to me since she's been gone. Don't know. Story, maybe story, I don't know. So the real stickiness there. Um, lame or a stroke? Is it lame, yeah. lame, like physically, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah mm. So I read this blurb the night before last when Ajishanti's book, um, the Grace book, at the very, very end, and he tells the story about this Zen master that was in a cave, and this boulder crushed his legs, and that's how he became enlightened because he was stuck in this cave. And he, the question was, are you willing to do anything to enlightenment? And I had to think. Shit, no. I meant, I'll die. I'll jump off the cliff. I'll do this. Lame. You know, or have a stroke and be stuck inside my brain and have to really think. So, I know that was all connected. It's real, real sticky. Because all the other thoughts interesting that are coming through are very benign. Very benign. But those two, um, usually sticky. So I need your wisdom. So, well, I don't know if it's wisdom, but we'll see. Um, so, so the physical body being a bit dysfunctional. Dependency? Probably same thing. Probably. Okay. So you, you could be lame, but if you're, you're dependent on somebody else, that's, that's where the pain is? Or is the... Oh, no, both. Okay. All right. Okay, okay, okay. So then there's... Usually lame, physically lame. All right. Okay. Stroking lane. Okay. Right. Okay. So I am the body must be running in order to to feel a threat that the physical body can affect you in some way. That the physical body can 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 impact on what and who you are. I think it's beyond that of being dependent on someone to take care of me if my body does come. And it might and be I the most wonderful it. thing that they could ever do. Give them an opportunity for service or whatever. Did that too. Did that up there. 
What still you want to control? I have two fabulous sisters that I know will take care of me. And I guess I don't want to be a burden. Sure. Because I don't want children. Yeah. Yeah. We'll sit up with our nursing home together, Michelle. I'm going to be a fan. Is that the new wing you're building? Sign up. Sure. If it's in your destiny to be a burden to somebody else, been there. I mean, I, so I'm not up for that. Is that was that what you did? No, no. I try to get that in my head and say it's okay, but it's not. It's why is it not okay? Thinking. Okay, so why is it not okay? Come on, unpack it with me. Why is it not okay? What's what's not acceptable about that? About being a burden on somebody else? Well, I had this before my mom died, but when she was dying and she was staying with me, I remember her. I was, Jesus Christ. It's all right. It's all right. I was helping her bathe. And she was, she just looked me right in the eyes and said, you don't have to do this. I don't want you to have to do this. And it was a pleasure and joy to do it for her. I know that went on about three weeks. And then I just couldn't do it anymore. So I had to put her in a hospice and it was like I felt like I really abandoned her. So it was there before. And it's there now. And that's why I think when Ellen would talk to me today about her friend, responsibility. I feel so like I didn't do my daughter be duty to have her die in my house because I couldn't deal. So I would never want to put anybody through that. And especially if God, if somebody, my sister died before me, I'd be really screwed. You know? So that's where it's coming from. Okay. So when when the decision was made that you couldn't take care of your mom in the house, then then you couldn't take care of your mother in the house, you know. If if that was the fact that was presenting and another option had to present, well, of course that's why hospices or nursing homes are there. That's why they're there, huh? It's not a sign of failure. It's just okay. This has reached its limit, and this is the next system that kicks in. But you're making it about you? Well, I was there throughout. She was always very ill, so I was there for all of them. Yeah. I mean, 24 7. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Sleeping on the hospital floor, literally. Yeah. So, the one that she needed me the most, I wasn't there. I'm not sure how long she was in the hospital. I was there when she died. Yeah. No, I was in bed with her when she died. Maybe she didn't need you, Michelle. I know. And I, 
you know, intellectually, because it's obviously stuck to Do you need her to need you still? Do you need to keep that alive, that she needed you? Is, does that need to be part of her memory? You know, that might be right. Because she was my best friend. She was my girl. So. Mm. I don't want to go, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a little one. It's coming. This is what's happening now? Yeah. Is that why I haven't been, I thought I was ready to surrender and take me, take me, but... Yeah, these little bits, right? these little bits, you know, they, they hold up the whole unraveling, huh? And they just can show themselves when they're ripe. You can't kind of, you can't go after it with a sledgehammer. So, well, what is this? That's, you know, it's like, listen, it's just nature, you know, let the flow of nature ripen when it ripens. There's no way you can control your own old age. You can't. It's just going to pan out the way it's going to pan out. And I get that intellectually, that it's stuck in this heart for some reason. Or maybe it's the other way around. Other yeah, way it's the other way around. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> it's stuck here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I can say a million times, it's just a thought, or this is just a value, or this is this, but it's still... Obviously, more sticky than that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at it, one, it might be very simplistic the way I'm presenting it now, but like, so part of what brought the intimacy between yourself and your mother during the her last, her last few months was that she, you, you interpreted that she needed you, or you made yourself the core person who was looking after her, do you know, to give you a role, to give you that intimacy with her, you know, and so then to justify that mind says, well, she needed me. It's like, well, maybe not, maybe you needed the intimacy, maybe you wanted to be special, or you wanted to be the primary carer, you know. If we didn't have a relative relationship, that may be true, but it's not, it doesn't seem... Or maybe it's deeper. Maybe I want it to be deeper, more and more deep intimacy. Is mm. 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 There's kind of a specialness, <coughs> that a smell about this. Okay, that I was the special doctor. Yeah, yeah there's some kind of thing like that running in it. And so then that, that model isn't there because you're not a mom. So then... Well, bring that in again. So, so in not having the family lifestyle for how the Michelle life is going then then where do you put in that intimacy and how do I get taken care of that's the model that I know that a special sibling looks after me you know and, and or a special child looks after the parent you know and it's like whoa that's all the only model you know and it's like something awful it must be the, the other option but there is infinite ways of of being cared for when you're older, if care is needed. Yeah, and that's funny because I could just drop it in heart attack and not have it. Ah, sure, of course. Of course. But I want to make sure I have enough money 
so that when I'm old, whenever that is, maybe it's already here, that I can take care of myself so no one will have to take care of me. You see? So the next story runs. Yeah. Hippie. Uh -huh. Spiritual path. Sure. Bring on. So that's a good reason to go back to work, to make money for your old age, in case you have a stroke. <laughs> and I'm pretty, pretty insane, huh? Yeah, it's just mind. Because it does look like that. Trying to control something you have no control over. None at all. None at all. And I know that. I know that moment. And yet it's still sticks. It, it, it was reminiscent of what you were talking about with the flirtation. Like, oh, well, I'll just go back into the business world and make a timeline again and do that. That was easy. Mm. And then, okay, then I can avoid this whole spiritual path because I feel like I'm you know, getting down my ears. You actually don't have an option, you know? <laughs> Mind is just playing with, I, you know, I have choice here and this means that and that means this. Um, you don't have any option at all. There'll either be a, a pull to continue this work, or there'll be a pull to go back to work and drop it, or there'll be a pull to go back to work and continue this on the side. They're not exclusive to each other or incompatible in any way. One of the three is going to happen. Uh, and it doesn't matter, you know. Whichever's going to happen is going to happen. And no matter how much you control or invest in your, in your old age, that's just going to pan out the way it's going to pan out too. That's part of the surrender, isn't it? Yeah. You're just imagining you've control. And of course it hurts because you don't. But you're you're hanging on to that idea as if you have. Yeah. Was it John? Did you was your hand up that time? Yeah, lunch. In a minute. <laughs> Nobody collapsing now? Okay. So the, the John character wants to know that you can't fuck it up, or mm. can you fuck it up? Oh, no. I mean, it, it, like... No, you can only do what, what the pull is in the moment, you can only do that. Like it's, you were just saying to Michelle. Yeah, it's rigged up in such a way that, that given what you know in any moment, and given the cocktail of where energy is moving, you only actually have one choice. There's only one step forward. There's infinite possibilities, but you're trajectory of energy that's called John is only going to go in one direction. Whether you surrender, you surrender a little bit, a lot, you surrender... That, that's part of the movement of the trajectory. Matter. It's part of the movement. There's nothing, nothing I can do one way or the other. Whatever, it's just going to happen. Do everything that you can do. Yeah, but that's... Do everything you can do. What are you going to do? Just sit back and take a... Spirit? No, no, I, I don't mean it like that. I mean just kind of to take, to take the weight off, you know, like you just do what you can do and that's it. Exactly. Do what yeah. you can do and yeah. that's it. And yeah. hand yeah. over the consequences. Right. Do what you can do and be light about doing that. And this feeling of whatever, the weight to it. Yeah. As if it, it makes a difference. Yeah, as if, if it makes right a difference. Right or left, it'll, you know, I'll get there sooner or yeah. Or I could get lost. Yeah, that's the eye looking to gain. I want to gain the greedy eye. Yeah, to die without knowing the truth. Greedy eye. I have to control it. I have to get it. I have to do, not do, because uh, I'm greedy. Yeah. 
you did make a comment about whatever you do, do wholeheartedly, though. Mm-hmm. So that seems important. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Jump right in. Take a chance. Go for it. Well, you can try to be as wholeheartedly as you're capable yeah. of at that moment. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that is. That Absolutely. That's your version of wholeheartedness. That's it. That's it. It's kind of an attitudinal approach, you know? Yeah. Of what you're doing anyway. And so I want to take another stab at the reality that the two being completely separate. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Brenda was saying, you know, the movie, perception, whatever, and the truth knows nothing about that. Yes. Um, so, so how can, like, that form over there that has some connection to the truth talking in the dream, there seems to be some line, like there's a line, like, you know, the truth can be spoken about in the dream, um, yeah, we can speak about it. We can kind of, kind of speak around it, or point towards it, sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not the truth itself, but yeah. we can, we, it, it, sure. it's not like, it seems like there is some connection. Not connection that they're, they're you know they're not completely incompatible. No, it's not a connection. It's not a connection. That's a good question, though. Whatever I say now is going to be pulled on it. Let, let me ask it this way. Yeah. Well, you know, we're all sitting here trying to find the truth or knowing some version of it or whatever. You know, there's there's a pole in the dream to know the truth. Yeah. And it seems that that pole would have to come from the truth, not from the dream itself. Or, or unless, unless there isn't any truth at all. Or there isn't any dream at all. Yeah, but it's like the truth calling us home. Or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But it isn't in the dream. Okay, I just have to, I just don't understand how if there isn't any dream, then what the hell we're doing. You can't help it. You can't help it. You just can't help rejecting what you're not. That's all you can do is reject what you're not, break up what you're not. Yeah, but if it's not, it has, I know it's not ultimately real, but if I say I'm not that, I'm, I'm sort of making it real in some way, reject it at all. Yeah. I'm giving it some kind of reality. Yeah, um, that's right. The paradox is in it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's just paradoxical. Yeah, that's the nature of that. Yeah. But when you say they don't know anything about each other, yeah, because the concept of truth from within manifestation, all it has is a concept of truth. That's all mind can do. You can say that there, you can follow that thread of knowing that there's something known, but you, you, it's, it's, mm, you don't know what really is, 
but you, you, you know what's not. You can know what's not. And in the absence of what's not, it's not that there's something there, but it's the absence of what's not is what we call truth. I can sort of feel that to some degree. I just, it, it still seems like they're sort of playing a game together. Like you wouldn't have one without the other. Um, without, without the dream, you wouldn't have a search for the truth. And sure, that's just the movement towards, towards whatever, like nature, you know? This is our version of the seasons or something. We end up looking for this at the winter of your of your of the life cycle of thought. You end up looking for this stuff. We call it truth. And you decompose into the ground. Yeah, the body does, and, and the bundle of thoughts are just broken up, gone into nothing. And it all starts up again, maybe. At the start, maybe it does. Yeah. It's only the absence of what is false, and we call that reality. So, so in the absence of what is false, well, you can only know what's false, because because that's what mind does. It only labels what's false. So, don't you need what's false is related to what's real? How is it related to what's because really real? What makes it false? In order to be false, it's got to be compared to something that's real. I mean, if it's that's what mind does. That's why it imagines that reality, that truth, is something tangible in relation to what's false. But it's not. It's the absence of what's false. It's not the opposite. So the absence of all thought, how can it know that there's an opposite? There can't be an opposite. In the absence, nothing. There's nothing. It's just the absence of what you're not. It's almost like viewed from thought there has to be an opposite, but from the other side it just doesn't even apply. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Could you repeat that? Go again, John. Oh, from from the from the perspective of thought, there always has to be an opposite. Everything is, everything has an opposite. But from the other side, it just doesn't apply. The whole, the whole thing I'm presenting just doesn't apply. Lunchtime. <laughs>